Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. Where I last left you all, you had descended down the stairs into like a basement power plant of some sort called New Mauville. You found yourself at like a branching path and out of nowhere rolled up an electrode and it is prepared to explode on you. Um, what do you do? Does the um, book have any information on what to do in this situation? You are, I don't think we have enough time to check the book if I'm being real. Yeah. You uh, could spend your action and then you would do nothing else until the electrode explodes. But you're welcome Definitely to look at Definitely not doing that. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, Would anyone be upset if I did that? But that's also not a Cindy thing to do. This is still the same day as the Mime Junior shenanigans, correct? Yep. Okay, so I'm still in a mood. I'm just going to run up and kick it. Okay, cool. Oh give, me a, give me a kick check. We're going to die. <laughs> uh, that's like a straight D20 or like strength? Uh, or... Strength athletics. I don't think you're proficient in athletics, but... Um... That is the role. I am proficient in athletics. Oh, look at you. I'm just minus one in strength, so it's only a net plus one. But I rolled a 15, so 16. Yeah, that's uh, not bad at all. Um, you see the electrode ready to discharge, and Schmidt just decisively takes action and punts it. Um, it ricochets down the long hallway, down further and further. You can hear it clank, and the clank gets quieter and quieter. And then a couple seconds pass, and you hear an explosion. And then wow. it's quiet. You see some smoke yeah. billowing out from down the hall. Well, way to go. Nice. Yeah, thanks, Schmidt. Cool. Uh, I got out a lot of aggression with that one. All right. I guess since there's like a fork in the road here, we should now probably take out the book and look at it. Yeah, I think we're good now. Or good adventures go left. <laughs> I think first we should look at the book and then determine if going left is a good idea. Here is the book. Um, give me a read book roll. It is a very small book. There is no way all of you could read it at the same time. A 16. So you look at the cover and it says new Marvel, how to flip the volt switch. Do you turn it to the next page? Yes. It says flip it. There's one more page. Do you read it? Yes. There are. There is a header. That says, in the event that the door is inaccessible, follow these instructions. And there is incredibly, incredibly dense text. And I need you to make another investigation to see if you can actually read okay. it. Or finagle some sort of tool. Like a magnifying glass type of deal? Yeah. But, uh, Kevich have that in there. Spike it. True, actually. Do I have a magnifying glass in Cabbage's spy kit? Uh, Cabbage would have to find it. It is on the box advertised. There is a magnifying glass. You need you need to roll a, a, a find a magnifying glass check. Okay. Is that like investigation or something? I think it would be... Well, If are you looking for it or is Cabbage looking for it? Cabbage will, get, will have an advantage um, because it is Cabbage's kit and she has been playing with it. 
then I will have Cabbage look for it. Okay. Have Cabbage roll an investigation. Nat 20, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. So oh, Cabbage finds a magnifying glass. You hold it up to your eye to this tiny... It's like the size of a quarter. This book is ridiculously small. And you see a very convoluted set of instructions. Would you care to describe it to the audience and your fellow players? Oh, my goodness. This is like wire cutting with bombs and such. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's a very long set of instructions for if there is a certain colors of wires and which ones to cut. It'll be useful once we get there. Sure. But right now, it's not worth looking too in-depth at, I guess. Mm. With that said, it looks like there's no instructions on where to go in the book, so I guess good adventures go left. Hell oh. yeah, really. <laughs> cool. Everyone agrees to go left. Let's, let's have... Uh, Gimli, make a perception check. 16? 16. Oh, 18, sorry. 18. As you're walking down the hallway, you can recognize that this is a facility that was intended for people to work in. It seems like people, like maybe laborers who were mechanics or electricians probably worked in this place, despite it being empty now. There are fluorescent lights along the ceiling, and some of them are flickering. Most of them are off. And you can see among the walls, there are monitor screens. There are security cameras that seem to be turned off. There's little panels that lead to circuit breakers or starters. There's all sorts of fans and motors. Uh, the hallway sometimes splits off into quiet rooms on the left and the right with no lights on that seem to be little office spaces. You're welcome to investigate these, or you're also welcome to just continue straight down this hall. You said there was like paneling along the wall? Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at that. Just see if we can investigate something there. Okay, roll a perception or investigation. Sorry. Uh, investigation is okay. So 12. Okay. Um, you open the, the circuit box and the door as you pull it open just falls off. It's the ground and clinks. Um, it seems like it. a lot of this facility is in disrepair. Inside the box, there are switches, little transformer boxes and a whole bunch of wires. Some of the wires are exposed. Some of them are covered in a coating. Uh, are there like different colored wires? Yeah, they, they, they're coming out of a whole different variety of boxes. Um, and overall, there's probably two or three of them. If you count the copper coated ones as like a color. Some are uh... some are green and some are red and then some are like kind of faded or have holes in them and some are just completely disconnected as is. Did you say there were switches in it? <clears throat> yeah, there are some like like horizontal lights, which is like a circuit box, like a breaker box. Cindy flips the switches. All of them? All of them. Okay. Um, you do that. Some of the <laughs> lights turn off. Um, you can see some lights further down the hallway turn on. And you hear the laugh of a child. <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Uh, this is awesome. Oh, God. Uh, okay. What do you think, Mime Jr.? Mime Jr. rolls his insight, gets a three. He looks at you and shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Rolling for insight. Can I roll for insight? Sure. On the laughing child. On the sound of the voice, specifically? I mean, I guess all of it, but like, focusing on like, is the child ominous versus not? Sure, sure, sure. I got five. 
Yeah. I'm just nodding along with uh, Mime Jr. At the Mime Jr. and Shrug. <laughs> Cindy and Mime Jr. are on the same page. After Mime turns and shrugs at Cindy, Cindy turns and shrugs to the group. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Great. I... <sighs> Further insight checks for this situation will be depreciating. Schmidt, roll perception. 19. You experienced something that is very familiar to you from a few days ago, probably actually about a week ago at this point. Um, as you are breathing, as you do, you're a little slightly out of breath because of that powerful kick you gave, and you inhale some smoke. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. It doesn't hurt you like before, but something is smoky. Um, like, communicate that to my party. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. <laughs> are we having a barbecue? Yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> Uh, skull be it. <laughs> uh, I didn't bring any child. marshmallows. Yeah, they're just roasting marshmallows. That's why the child's laughing. For sure, for sure. Um, you should go towards the laughter and see uh, how much fun they're having. And ask them if, uh, if they have any extra marshmallows. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I guess. There's no, nowhere to go There's... but straight ahead. <laughs> Okay, Cindy's leading. Well, there's leaving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cindy is uh, leading the way. I mean, no, no, no. She's spitting facts. Like, screw this old guy. We don't know him. So you're turning around? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is an option. Okay, yeah, of course. That's true. Um, you were given a task. I don't need this Jim Power back, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably follow Cindy. Cool. As Schmidt had brought to your attention, uh, there is the smell of smoke. You all start to notice it now. Um, it is not necessarily food oriented, but whether or not you pick on, up on that is up to your role play. Um, it isn't overwhelming. It's not like you can't breathe, but there's just something that is on fire or has exploded or something like that. Um, as you progress further down the hallway, you are greeted by a large door at a right turn. Um, it is against the wall. It seems like it was maybe like a manager's office or something. And then the hallway continues in one direction to the right. There are still more flickering lights. There is more panels along the wall. Um, and there is an offline security camera right above the office. You cut out for a second after a manager's office. Oh, really? Book mentioned a door. Seems kind of important. We could check it out. Yeah, let's check the door. Who opens it? I will. It's locked. Uh, can eh. I the door? Sorry? Bash it. Okay, strength. Athletics. You, sir? Uh, 21. 21! Yeah. Um, you don't fully pop it out of the wall, but you do uh, knock it off the latch a little bit where it could swing in a certain direction, and there's like a little glass, like one of those vertical-looking windows that like you peek through, and that breaks. Could send somebody in to do recon, like... I don't know. Could cabbage fit in the hole in the window? Oh yeah, absolutely. Super spy cabbage. Um, so yeah. Something cabbage spy or spy. Something cabbage size will probably have to make a dexterity check to not be cut by the glass shards. But yes, mm, can cabbage be I cut can. By the glass shards. I was like, I was like she's made of milk. milk. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, mm, she's prone to like steel type attacks, and this isn't steel, but like this is like rock, right? This is like sand. So, it's still like piercing damage. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you stabbed a fair. fork into Milsery, like it would still like hurt. You know. So you would say it's like milk biting, right? Like, 
It's very similar to milk biting, yeah. Yeah, this is basically milk biting. <laughs> the door is biting the milk. She got an 11 on a dex check. Cabbage, adorned in her spy attire, which I think might just be a pair of sunglasses. It could be more. Is like a, an espionage mission? Perfect. And it floats up to the door. But because of the sunglasses in this really dim area, she doesn't seem to realize that there's shards of broken glass. And she takes two points of piercing damage. Not too bad, but she's like, ow, a little pricked. I'm assuming that you would like her to investigate the room, yes? Yes, that is what I would like. Okay, roll that for her. Uh, I got a six. A six? Okay. Um, as Cabbage floats into the room, she kind of vanishes in the darkness, and then you hear her voice. It is, she is pleasantly having a conversation in her classic nursery voice. It's like, bloop, 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 bloop. However, you don't hear the sound of another person or Pokemon speaking, but she does not seem to be in distress. Okay. They all right now. <laughs> what Cabbage uh... are you talking to? <laughs> Do you beckon Cabbage to come over and speak with you? I do, yes. Okay. Um, The blooping stops, and Cabbage goes over to the broken window, and she looks at the game, and she just bloops at you. Mm. Cabbage, can you try and open the door? (laughs) Um, Cabbage looks at the door and points out that it is, like, mostly off the hinges, and if you just wanted to break the door off, you could probably go inside. Oh. I didn't realize it was that kind of situation. I thought just the glass broke. They do quite a bit of damage, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like it's like splintered along the edges. Like it won't swing open, but you can remove it just fine. Yeah, I can I can take it off. Okay, you do that. Okay. Um pretty dark office. You can see a desk in the dim light, but besides that, you're gonna have to make a roll or do something. Soli can see in the dark. That's true. I let Soli out. I only have birds. You let Soli out? I do. Welcome. To the dungeon, Soli. Soli, as you may remember, has evolved and is very beautiful and vibrant. And it almost looks like there's little flecks of embers flowing off of her. It's pretty cool. You have her look inside the room? Yes. Okay, you do that. Uh, roll a, a looky. A look check. Look, uh, investigation. <laughs> roll a yeah, roll, roll a looky. Look check. Uh... Solely rolled a 16, but it's based on intelligence. That's minus two, so 14. Okay. Uh, that's good enough with the night vision. Um, Soli clearly sees something going on, and she steps forward, and she is looking at a direction. You can tell that she's looking straight at something, and then she just sits down, and her tails wag about calmly. Hello, friend? No response. Hmm. Hello, foe? (laughs) No response. Thought the same thing, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, neutral party? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. No. (laughs) Thought I had him for sure there. If, um, if only there was, like, a way that you could see clearly in this room. Yeah, if only. Is there, like, a light switch or something somewhere? You want to check? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there's a light switch, like, right to your right. Cool. Sick. Do you flip it? Nah, I'm just going to look at it. Okay. 
<laughs> All four. Okay. Uh, Schmidt, uh, having identified a light switch, um, Gimli notices that Schmidt is looking at it and is like, oh, yeah, I'll turn it on. And you turn it on. You're in an office. It's a little disheveled. Um, there's like a, a little rack with some manila folders with the papers kind of strewn about. There's a brown leather office chair that is behind a desk with no one in it. Um, and there's a filing cabinet. You notice that the office chair is uh, it, ha- it had its energy. It's spinning a little bit very slowly. And Cabbage and Soli look startled and confused. Can I get a perception check from Cindy? 16. Out of the corner of your eye, you can detect a blackish purple blur flashing through behind you through down the hallway. Oh, we scared the friend away. Hopefully a friend. Yeah, where's the friend? Well, Cabbage seemed fine, and Soli was not distressed. True. Must be a friend. Can I try to beckon whatever left back into the room? Sure. Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Iconic. Uh, roll your... Uh, uh, just roll a d20. Handling. Yeah. Oh, no, no. 15. Well... Yeah, just just general. I rolled a fifteen on the dice. What's your charisma? So. Uh, plus two. Okay, let's make that a seventeen. Um, okay. Are you like facing in the direction that you notice the blur go by? Yes. At the end of a dimly lit hallway, you see about a dozen pairs of glowing eyes. Oof. Just watching. Just watching. Hi, friends. They uh, do not react. (laughs) Not Not sure. Maybe avoid that situation. Uh, But kitties. (laughs) Definitely kitties. For sure. A thousand percent kitties. Kitties have never done wrong. It's true. Um, Is there anything of note in the room? Can I like investigate in the room a little bit now that the lights are on? Go for it. Cool. I got an 18. Great. Yeah, you notice quite a few stuff. Um, there is a nameplate on the desk. It says Technician Anderson. Um, there is a little coat rack and there's a safety vest and a hard hat on it. There's a filing cabinet with all sorts of documents strewn about. They are kind of dense and just utility statistics, kind of like you can you can recognize the words like wattage and voltage and amps and ohms and all that jazz. But you're not really sure what to make of it. Um, There is a map of the facility on the right wall in front of the filing cabinet. Does is it like complicated enough where like if I looked at it, I wouldn't be able to memorize it or would I have? To, like write it down um it's it's fairly complex there is a red star on a certain spot and it's like a sticker it's not like part of the map someone put it there uh can the map be removed from the wall sure oh, okay. that's it <laughs> i was gonna say like if it's in like a picture frame we just take it with us true and the star probably is where we are so do you who probably pull, do you pull it off the wall yeah, I can pull it off the wall. Okay. Hey, uh, basic strength check. Don't go too crazy, but it shouldn't be too hard. Okay. I had a 19. Okay, yeah. You pop it off the wall, and as you do so, the hard hat falls off the coat rack. Is there anything in the hard hat? No. It's just an orange hard hat. It just fell off. Okay. Um, 
Let me do a roll. Uh, Mime Jr. picks up, puts it on. Cute. Yay! Amazing. I hate him. Oh, doesn't he have two hats on now? Kinda, yeah. Because he has like a hat and then he has a new oh, hat. It is a hat, I guess. A deep underlying like theme crap. of the campaign is two hats. It's, it's just two hats. It's going to keep recurring. Um, yeah, Mr. Mime, or Mime Jr. is wearing two hats. Um, you have the map. There's a star that's on a certain spot. And it's like at a junction. Um, it's like an L shape. Uh, at the right side of the... It, yeah, let's just say it's an ordinary L and the star is at the crux of it. On the bottom part of the L that goes right, you can see the entrance to the exit. Um, at the upper part, you can see some signage that says bolt switch. Cool. Let's, I guess, so... If the bottom way is where we came out, then technically if we go right from where we came in, then that should be where the bolt switch is, right? Mm-hmm. But that's is is that where the uh is that direction where the eyes are? Yes. Right. Cool. Guess we gotta go. We're making new friends. <laughs> also, Mime Jr. looks dashing. You say that, and Mime Jr. is beaming, and also puts on a determined face like he's ready to work on some utilities. How hard I would have to kick him for him to, like, hit the wall. Are you, like, examining the surroundings in the wall? Just mostly examining Mime Jr. Okay. As you're examining Mime Jr., you notice a dent in the wall. It seems kind of recent, um, and it's smoking a little bit. Hmm. I wonder if that's where the ele- electrode uh, blew up. Ended maybe? up. Yeah, maybe. I think so. No more offices in this hallway. Um, there are still like breaker boxes and security cameras and stuff. Um, as you make your way down the hallway towards the eyes, they scatter. They go off in all sorts of different directions. They seem like they know she were coming and they parted ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Soli, can you tell them we're friends? Uh, you can have Soli make a disadvantaged charisma check. And that one. Yeah, um, Soli does not encourage anyone to do anything. Hmm. Uh, you make your Wait. way down and you find yourself in a large room. Um, it's kind. It's very dim. It's very dark. There's all sorts of cabinets. Along the walls, there seems to be like a storage closet. It's slightly open and there's like a safety vest on the ground. It's reflective, so you can make you can make it out better than most of the room. There's a very large turbine looking generator and there is a lever. And there is a paneled surface that looks like a door, but it has no doorknob. And instead, it has a bunch of wires leading into it. There's a lever, there's like a storage cabinet, there's a door that doesn't have a doorknob with a bunch of wires in it, and there's a big old like generator turbine thing. It's still pretty dim, but certain things you can make out and partially to the help of the reflective safety vest. So, I remember the book said about the switch to, quote, flip it. Um, And then about the door, I don't remember exactly what it said i should have written it down but it was like if you can't open the door then it gave me the instructions does anyone remember exactly what it said about the door the first page the door doesn't 
Yeah, the first page because said... Because I can read it, yeah. Yeah, if yeah, you just yeah. read it, you or you just remember because it... Yeah, you just remember because Elodie remembers. Um, the, the first instruction was to flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Or to yes. flip the lever. This is true. Yes, and then true. it said if that didn't work to access the door, and then the instructions to access the door were, right. were given. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I figured. Okay. So if nobody has any objections, then maybe the first thing we should do is flip the switch? I have a yeah. bad feeling it's not going to work. Let's flip the switch. Full send. Okay. Flip the switch. Uh, roll me a strength check, Gimli. Flipping the switch. Oh, oh, we're flipping 25. Okay, yeah. Gimli <laughs> is unstoppable. He goes up to the metal lever and cranks it. Pulls it hard. Um, all the lights turn on and the giant mechanical turbine thing starts whirring. Um, with the onset of the lights turning on, you can see a electrode-shaped impact in the generator. And the moment that you notice it, all of the lights turn back off. As that happens, four panels along the four walls of the room, or glass panels, open up. It is very dark. It seems like the volt switch was flipped, but the electrode that should be kicked to damage the generator. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Not the... Well, well, well. Is it If it isn't the consequences of our own actions. <laughs> Saved you. <laughs> well, oh, fair. Oh. That's true. Oh, fun. So what's broken about it? Um... The whatever the volt switch does can't mm-hmm. work. It seems like there's a bunch of machinery that is behind a door with no doorknob that could probably serve as a backup. But getting in there might be a different story. Right. Cool. All right. Um, Gimli. Do you need light to see the the wires? Yeah, I was gonna say, we wire? combined our powers and we kick the door in. Yes, sir. Oh gosh. Okay, again, it's not really a door. It's kind of a panel that's built into the wall. This will be a high check. Okay. You also risk hurting yourself, but you're more than welcome to try. But we're doing it together. Do we get any kind of bonuses for that? Sure, yeah. There's a there's a cooperation bonus. Okay. Cool. Can we just both roll and see what we get? Um, yeah. Let's do the synergy yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, you want to do two D8s. Uh, I'm going to go easier on you. I'm going to have you first make your strength rolls. And then each okay. of you roll a d6, and you're going to want that to be as close together as possible. Yes. This is just raw strength, not athletics. Athletics works. Athletics. I got okay. 19. Okay. Uh, I got a three. Okay. Roll your d6s, and you're trying to match numbers. You don't want a high number or a low number. You just want them to be the same. Four. I got a one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gimli with his minor enthusiasm, and I could also argue that your passive kind of leads into this too, um, gives a really solid blow on this metal pane that is embedded in the wall. Schmidt's like, I can help, and uh, does not help, unfortunately. Um, he kind of impacts the, the, the wall slightly after Gimli does, and just kind of ricochets off of it, and there seems to have been no damage done. All right. Thank you for the effort. Uh, well, I think I tried we can. The attack. <laughs> yes, and it was great. I think we should try and do the wires thing. Is there 
enough light to be able to see the wires? Uh, nope. No, okay. Solely um, can make light. It's cool. true. Solely, Solely. flamethrower, but not at anybody because nobody's going to get burned. Okay, yeah, roll a, uh, a nature. I rolled a 17. Okay, yeah, Soli does it. Soli just whoosh, makes a little torch out of its mouth, and um, it can just sustain it comfortably. Soli's just sitting there and just breathing a, a gentle stream of fire, which dimly lights up the room a little bit. There are four glass panels that have opened up, and they all have um, wires in them. In front of the panels are... Um, like, I guess I'm describing a lot of panels on the ground in front of these glass panels are floor panels that seem to be color coded or maybe not color coded, but they're just colored differently than the rest of the floor panels. How about that? OK, so uh, each of the so there's four panels. Do they each have a different number of wires? Perhaps they do. Cool. I'm starting to see the patterns. All right. All right. Um, if I go up to like one of them, I wonder if there's an or if there's a specific order to this. Can I go up to the one with three? If there's is there one with three wires? It's a little hard to tell from where you're at. You're probably gonna have to get closer and step on the funky I... thing on the floor. Oh, funky thing on the floor. There's a panel that's a different color than the rest of the panels on the floor in front of each of these cabinets, these glass containers. Okay, I I mean I don't see a problem with just. Stepping onto one of the panels to look at the wires closely. Okay. Closely. Um, you do that. You are able to get a good reading of the wires that are in front of you. At the same time, a monitor against the wall lights up. It says 10 colon zero zero and it starts counting down. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. Okay. This is a real timer that is going. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, okay. And then. All right. So you gave me the list of wires. Is that what this is? That is in front of your cabinet. Yes. In front of my cabinet. Okay. So yeah. there's four wires in front of my cabinet. And I have the instructions here. All right. <laughs> okay. You have the instructions. I'm reading these. Okay. I know. Uh, do you read them out loud? In character? Uh, yeah, I'll read them out loud. Make a read out loud check to see how coherently you portray it, and then everyone could have access to it. Okay. Do it with French accent. I got a nat 20! Let's go. Okay, everyone gets the instructions. Okay, yay, okay. Um, so I already did read through it on my own, and I'm thinking it's just... So, also, the the order of the wires is just... That I'm looking at is red, blue, white, blue. Uh That's correct. So... Uh, there's only one red wire there's no yellow wires there's two blue wires and there's again no yellow wires so just what I'm seeing is cut the second wire any objections uh, where is that instruction uh, for yeah. four wires for, I'll give you four so the wires. second set uh-huh. oh mm-hmm. I thought yep. it was three okay I'll, um, I guess how I'm going to cut it is also a good question, because I don't think I have a pair of scissors on me. That's true, you do not. Does the spy can't have one? Um, what, what did Schmidt say? Knife hands. Yeah, definitely. I Yeah, does the spy kit have scissors? Uh, you can check. <laughs> like, can yeah. I have cabbage check? Yeah, go for it. So would that be advantage? It would be. Okay. 
it's a kid's kit and it's like does it have a knife or scissors uh she got a 17 um there are no scissors there is a switchblade that did not come with the kit <laughs> oh my god <laughs> cabbage just has a knife. A knife okay cool Okay. Thing on her. I'm gonna ask Cabbage for the switch knife and then cut the second wire, which would be the blue one. Okay. The first blue one. You do that. As you do that, a um a coated wire that connects to the door lights up green. Okay. Has the count the countdown changed at all? Nope, it's still going. Okay, so we have to do all of them. Alright, I will move to the next closest panel. Okay. Are you Does going- anyone else want to also help? <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. Gimli, are you gonna do one? Yeah. Okay. I'll do one. Um, I'll do one too. Okay. You are welcome to. I'm do I'm not them. good at logic. Logic. Simultaneously, if you would. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then it's me, Gimli, and Schmidt working on the other three. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can describe them to your friends. Okay. Six wires. Let me see. There are no reds. Got the last wire. Okay. There are no yellows in the last digit of the serial numbers. Uh, did we get the serial number? Uh, you did not. We do not know a serial number. Okay. Um, you could try and locate one. Okay. Can we have Cindy ask Cindy to do that? Cindy. Roll a serial number check. Okay, I got 17. Okay, yeah, right above the electrode-shaped hole on the generator, you can see a big old NMRTM9161. Okay. Last number's odd. Uh, Okay, if it's exactly one yellow wire and there's more than one white wire. Nope. Otherwise, if there are no red wires, cut the last wire. Otherwise, cut the fourth wire. So I satisfied none of these conditions. Yeah, I also don't satisfy any of these conditions, so I'm cutting the first wire. I'm cutting the fourth wire. Okay. Gimli, you you cut your fourth wire, and the third wire that connects the door lights up green. Uh, Schmidt, which one did you cut? Uh, I cut the first wire. All right. You do that. You use the spy switchblade to cut open the first black wire. And as you do that, the second out of the four wires that connect to the door, light green. There's one remaining. Okay. Cool. Let's open that one. Are you (laughs) going to be looking at it? Sure. Okay. Um, This Warren thing before. (laughs) There is four minutes left on the clock. Okay. Top the bottom, black, black, white, white, yellow, five wire. If the last wire is black, it's not. Don't care. If the low one is exactly one red wire, nope. And there's more than one yellow wire, nope. Otherwise, if there are no black wires, cut second. Otherwise, I will cut first wire. Yep, cut first wire. Are you locking that in? I do. Okay. You use the switchblade. You cut open the first wire, and as you do so... The last wire connected the door and the wall lights up and the door slides open. No change to the counter. The counter stops. Oh, good. Uh, I'll go into the room. Okay. Okay. Roll a perception. Cool. Um, I get a 12. Um, you don't notice any particularly discerning features about this room compared to previous ones that you've seen. Um, again, there's a security camera above the entrance. Um, there is it's it seems like it almost could be like. It seems like this is where a worker hunt out. 
perhaps. There's like a little couch and then there's a TV against the wall. It's turned off. It's still pretty dim. You're just going by Sully's light. And there is a large server looking machine um, with all sorts of knobs on it and some panels. It seems kind of important. It also is dusty. Uh, hmm. Can I get a perception from Cindy? Five. Okay. You feel like you might be being watched. Hmm. Is it all my new friends? Maybe. <laughs> it could be. Mime Junior, what do you think? What does Mime Junior think? Uh, four, one point higher. He looks at you and he shrugs. He's wearing a hard hat, though, so he seems like a little more confident in like what he's doing. But, uh, <laughs> but he, shrugs. he still shrugs. He shrugs confidently. He shrugs with a hard hat on, so that, that's pretty legit. Safety shrug. Can I, like, wipe some of the dust off the server thing? Sure. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for that, because that's just something you can do. Um, you wipe the dust off, and it feels slightly warm. Oh. That means it's on. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if you had to guess, it is not on. There's no. There's nothing Sad. that would suggest that it's on. It's just warm for no reason. Fair. Uh-huh. There's an explosion nearby. So. Right. You know, that's true. That'll happen. I'm pretty sure it was on at some point, so. Is there a power button? Yeah, there's a big old red power button. <laughs> I'm gonna push it. Okay, you do that. Um, all the lights in the facility flicker. Cindy notices directly behind her. Lots of various sized darkish purple bodies fleeing in every corner of the facility. The machine springs to life, and as it does, there are two panels, yellow status panels towards the top that are supposed to display some information about things that are going through this machine. You can't identify what this is responsible for. However, two funky little eyes appear in each window, and spooky lightning bolts pop out of either side of this giant server. Is it a, is it a spooky rotom? Oh my god. A server rotom. Server rotom. What do you do? Is the bar what do I do? Yeah. Say hi. Are you in charge of this facility? Great. Uh, roll a charisma, which you're great okay. at. <laughs> I got a 16. Um, yeah. Uh, Rotom, which I've announced as a server Rotom. The server Rotom looks at you, looks down at you, and it has like a little spookily portrayed face. It has like a little mouth zigzag, and it turns from a classic Rotom smile into a bit of a frown. And it peeks out behind Cindy and notices that all of our all of its friends are gone. Um, it turns back towards the party. And its eyebrows furrow a little bit. It seems to be looking at Elodie in an accusatory manner. Do you do or say anything? Were those your friends? We didn't mean to scare them. Server Rotom is starting to get angrier. And it's little lightning bolt apparatuses on the side of its giant metal server body. Send out a zap. Right towards cabbage. Um, have cabbage make a dexterity check. Oh no! Uh, that's a, a four. Cabbage, it's zapped 
with a giant it's almost like comical how it's like spooky and ghostly it looks it looks like one of rotom's arms right 18 points of electric type damage oh my God. as a thunderbolt courses through her body server rotom makes a, a computery sound it goes and you can hear behind cindy in the hallways quiet cries coming from every direction this uh, server Rotom looks upon you, and if you'd like, you may roll initiative unless you have a different plan. I want to try to talk down this Rotom, or we scrap him. The choice is I yours. I mean, I have solely try to talk to the friends again. Okay. I mean, it's like... Is there, like, a light switch in? Like, I know that, like, he can... Well, the, uh, one option, right, mm-hmm. is press the power button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm for that option, but if anybody else has any other ideas, that's just. He needs I mean, we could friends. try it and then see what happens and see if that okay. stops us from going into initiative. You I'm gonna to... press the power button. Maybe. Okay, Rotom is like electrified and like wobbling. Oh, okay. Um, you can you can definitely try. You have to make a sleight of hand check, and it will provoke an attack of opportunity. You don't know what the result will be. Say it turns off Rotom, then like you're fine. But if it doesn't, yeah. he gets a free attack on Elodie. Yeah, then that would be a bad thing. I'm willing I to take the risk. Okay. Advantage in sleight of hand. You mean um, not advantage, but proficiency? Yes. Yeah, you're welcome to choose. Whoever, whoever tries, it could be in danger. True. I mean, I'm willing to do it, but if you think that if you, if you want to do it, then I welcome you to do it. Cindy's got like 17 HP. It's fine. Okay. Make a dexterity check with uh, proficiency. Uh, 11. Um, You go to press the big red power button and your hand misses a little bit and you get slightly zapped. Um, Rotom notices what you're trying to do and his panels turn even a deeper crimson red and he launches a shadowy blob towards Cindy for 19 damage. I believe you're at zero HP. Damn. Cindy is rendered unconscious by a shadow ball from a rotom. Oh no. Such little HP. Oh no. Good night. Good night. Spooky, spooky nappy time. You can uh, roll a perception, Schmidt. Like we're all like level five. How do you seventeen HP? I have yes. twenty. <laughs> Shut it. Oh, I have like sixty-one, bro. I have thirty. How do I have more? <laughs> oh, well, nat fail. Nat fail. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a perception check, so I'm not going to punish you, but uh, you just yeah, you don't notice anything. Um, the lights are like strobing with the Rotom's activity, and it's hard to like really tell what's going on. Um, you can hear the sound of like a siren coming from Rotom. Oh God, the raid siren! <laughs> it's a <good. laughs> I guess we're um, fine. Yeah. Okay, it's Jessica time. If you're doing it's that, uh, roll initiative. To your luck, uh, Rotom rolls a one, so Rotom will be going last in this order. Um, Cindy, unconscious Cindy goes first, so Cindy has to roll a d twenty. Or I'm, I'm going to say it for death saves. You can start with that. Or 20. Look at that. That counts as two. 
So you have two successes. You just need to roll one more success and you are restored to one HP. Okay, and now you can choose to intuitively make an action for Soli if you'd like. You will not be giving instruction, but what do you think Soli would do? I was thinking baby doll eyes. Okay. I believe baby doll eyes is a reaction, correct? Yeah, it's a reaction move. Yeah. So you'll have to save that mm. until uh, Rotom it makes happens. an attack. Yeah. Um, well, she can roar it. Um, 13 DC wisdom save. Dirty 16. I believe that mm. passes. Yep. Okay, Soli lets out a terrifying roar. None of you have heard Ninetales roar before. You've only heard cute little Vulpix roars. But this is, like, pretty menacing. It has, like, a scream-like quality to it, as a fox does. Um, unfortunately, Server Rotom is completely unaffected. I believe since Cindy is unconscious, but doing well to recover, it's Schmidt's turn. Is there a possible way that I could have Jessica flank? Sure. Yeah, you would have to position her behind this server, which is possible. She'll have to she'll have plenty of movement, but she has to make a stealth check. Uh, 16. 16 is good enough. That's good. I also didn't disclose that if you did poorly, it could provoke a disadvantage attack of opportunity because you're trying to be stealthy. So it like may not hit, but it does if you move past an opponent. But you don't have to worry about that. You are now mm-hmm. behind this Rotom. Yeah. So with my passive, that would be an automatic crit on Revelation Dance. But you're welcome to roll a super effective crit. So what that is, is you roll. You just take your max damage of your attack, which is what? 24, I think. Yeah. Um, you add 24 and then you roll your attack twice as a super effective crit 14 and 13 so 27 yeah plus 24 mm-hmm. jesus my calculations 51. say 51 51 yeah a massive hit jessica ele- elegantly flanks behind server rotom does a super awesome breakdancing dance move kicks up a chunk of earth like an earthbender and just slams into the back corner of this server Rotom. Rotom stumbles a bit in its giant square body and regains its footing and positions its back against the wall. I like a good turn. That was a huge chunk of damage. Gimli, what are you doing? Uh, it's Elodie's turn. That's right. Elodie, what are you doing? <laughs> you were like, hey, we're going to move to Elodie. Okay, Gimli. <laughs> okay. Um, move between like Cindy and the server Rotom. Okay. Just kind of like be in front of her. Um, and then I think I'll go for a dazzling gleam from cabbage onto okay. server Rotom. So it has to make a charisma save. Uh, it fails. It's a seven. Oh, you got a seven. Yep. So that's five or greater. So it's blinded for one round. Ooh, nice, nice. And then I roll the damage. How many? What is the damage calc? Uh, it's 2d10 plus 3. You will roll 1d10. Okay. Uh, that is an 11. All right. 11 points of damage. Um, it seems like the attack itself wasn't too impactful to Rotom. However, uh, it's it, the eyes behind the panel go a little cross-eyed for a second. It seems like it's been blinded. However, the attack was resisted. Yeah, that's awesome. This is great. I'm so yeah. glad that all of my Pokemon are yeah. weak to this. Yeah. I definitely thought. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't think about it. Okay. Gamely, what are you doing? Uh, well, I have to bring this thing's back is literally against the wall and it's blinded. So if you attack, you will have an advantage. I'm so sad that Tortle is not here. That sucks. 
Oh, Trevor's not going to like this combat a lot. Let's see. I mean, neither is our new friend, Liz. But uh, definitely going to go with Trevor here. I don't think we're going to flex the Liz yet. So Okay. Um, then when Trevor comes in, I am going to, I guess, the Rock Blast. That gets a bonus, right, because of Stab? Like, I forget what the bonus is on that. Um, the Stab is built into the calculation Then when I put it together oh. for you. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I'll just rock blast it. Okay. I don't have any about to move, so. Cool. Uh, so roll for hit. Mm-hmm. Does a 21 hit? It does. You're lucky. Neat. Um, Roll your <laughs> D4. Yeah. D4 for hits count. Four, so five. Nice. And roll then five rolls of damage. Yep. Um, They are resisted, so we'll just uh, we'll just have it, I think. Because yeah, so just... otherwise you would, well... I have no. the total damage. Yeah, Ugh, these multi-hit moves just mess with the calculations. Yeah, you'll just have it, because we double it when it's super effective, so yeah, we'll just have it. Yeah, we'll just have it. That makes sense. Uh, so... Okay, so five. Okay, five total damage. Uh, Trevor hits the field, rumbles the ground a little bit. You tell, you can tell that uh, server Rotom is a little intimidated, a little, little terrified by the impact it felt since it's blinded. Cannot see what just happened. Um, Trevor very epically fires five rocks, blasting into the machinery. Um, the electric field surrounding Rotom's body does a pretty good job protecting it from these rocks, and they just kind of vaporize as they hit its metal exterior. However, they do manage to get a little bit of damage off. Does Gimli want to do anything in particular? Um, I kind of want a perception just to get a feel of the environment. Sure. Are you, is that like insight or like perception? Uh, perception. Okay. Uh, so 15. Okay. Um, you can tell that this is like an ab- you know, as you thought it would, it's like kind of an abandoned power plant utility facility sort of thing. Um, it, there hasn't there hasn't been people here for a while. It isn't particularly like threatening, right? It's it's not. It doesn't make you feel like the trick house made you feel. If that right. makes sense, it feels like this place has been repurposed by someone or something, but they haven't modified it very much. If that makes sense, yeah, that's the vibe you get. Okay. I guess I gave you more of an insight roll, but like whatever. Uh, the the room that you're in is it's like it's like a lounge slash office that had backup equipment in it, basically. Okay, I was trying to get like a feel of the, like the battlefield, basically. That's oh, the battle. Yeah, it, it's a pretty large square room. Um, there's okay. a doorway where Cindy is resting and trying to recover that leads to where the explosion was and like the the puzzle, the wire puzzle. Um, but where you're in, there's like a little sofa against the wall. Um, against the same wall is now Rotom, who wasn't there before, but it backed into the corner. Um, and there's like a TV as well that's mounted in the wall. Pretty large plasma screen TV. Okay. That's what I was curious about. Like, Rotom's not big, is it? Uh Rotom itself in general, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Rotom isn't a very big Pokemon. However, right, it can right. it can possess anything. So well, yeah, I didn't know how big the server was. It's 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 bigger than you. OK, um, fair. as right. it wobbles on the ground, it like shakes a little bit. Sure. All right. I got that. I was just like, is it like I was like trying to perceive what it looked like. I was like, is this thing like massive or like cause it's like it's like a decent sized server. Type yeah. Of deal. Yeah. It's it's okay. pr- it's probably bigger than an actual server is. Um, and it has two little tendrils of electricity sticking out from it. Um, there are panels on the front that like you usually display stuff, but instead of have have crisscrossed Rotom eyes and it has a field of electricity coursing around it. Okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Then I'm good. Okay. Um, it is server Rotom's turn. It's blinded. Um, Rotom will make a and fires off a discharge throughout the room. 
Um, all of you must make a dexterity save with advantage because it's blinded. The DC is 12. So Jessica's immune. I'm guessing Schmidt still has to make the roll. Yes. You, sorry, this is an advantage roll because Rotom's blinded. Remember that. True. Um, Cindy okay. is immune. Cindy takes is extra vulnerable to melee attacks, but um, with ranged attacks, especially when they're blinded, there's just no way it's going to hit because Cindy's on the ground. And should I roll for Soli? Yes. Does my baker's dozen apply to uh, cabbage? I yeah, know, that's just me, uh, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it slide. I think that's fair. Oh, cool. Okay. Because like, all right. Sh- Sh- Schmidt's passives can apply to his Pokemon and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let that go. Okay, then we both pass. We Gucci. Okay. My passive specifically says my Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not trying to argue against this. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to make that information. Known. If it's not your partner Pokemon, I might be less inclined. But I, I want to suggest like as you get passes your Pokemon, we'll get similar ones, or like they can benefit from it as well. Okay, so here's how it's gonna go. All of you did your rolls. Um, any Pokemon that failed takes twenty eight electric damage. Holy balls! Any uh, person that failed takes fourteen electric damage, and this is before resistance isn't super effective. I don't think it's super effective against anything. Um, Jessica's immune and I don't think there are any resistances either so this is quite the shock um, did anyone get a 3 or less um, and if you passed you just take 5 no matter what which is a pretty good deal oh you take 5 if you passed yeah okay. you just get zapped basically like it sucks but that and people take 2 if you pass. sorry people take 2 Pokemon take 5 I know it's a lot of numbers but we gotta do the bookkeeping as Rotom fires this discharge, it pulses throughout the building. And you can hear some spooky sounds coming from all over the place. Circling around you, you hear laughs and cries and just general, like, spooky nonsense. Um, it's back up to Cindy. If you roll above a 10, you are restored with 1 HP. 19, baby. Look at you. Cindy was not willing to go down. Cindy gains consciousness. She can detect what's going on. She sees solely trying her best to win the fight. Um, you cannot move besides standing up. However, you can give commands and take actions. Can I, like, sit myself up against the wall by the doorway? Absolutely. Like, so I can kind of see what's going on and stuff. Yep. Do you have, like, your back? Like, which room is your back towards? The one with the electrode explosion or the one with Rotom in it and your friends? Uh, The one with the uh, explosion in it. Okay, got you. So I'm facing the fight. Okay. I'll solely use a flamethrower. Okay. I think it's a save, right? Power 14. Any Mm -hmm. creature caught in the cone must succeed on a DC 14 deck save. Yep, pretty powerful attack. Taking half damage on a success. Um, Rotom takes full damage because it rolled a 7. And any creature that fails by 5 or more is burned. Rotom will also be burned. Roll your damage. Uh, Um, Roll double the dice. It's super effective. Oh. 4d10. This is a huge hit from Soli. I got a 5, a 3, a 6, and a 1. It's kind of sad, but um, it happens. Plus 5. Yeah, plus 5 is great. Okay, so yeah, you know what? 20 is great. 20 plus burn. And is burned. We take those. That's a uh, that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, solely with a newfound power, lets off a move never before seen. 
by the rest of the party. It's flamethrower. A cone of just molten heat erupts from Sully's mouth and coats Rotom. And uh, the electricity around his body begins to fizzle a little bit and the corners of the servers begin to melt. Nicely done, Sully. Uh, Cindy, make a perception check. Nine. Sitting with your back against the wall, you turn your head to the left for a second, and for a moment you swear you saw something next to you watching the battle. That's no longer there. Um, Schmidt. My turn. Um, well, I'm not going to do the revelation dance thing again. Man, I really am just stupid, aren't I? Did you did you crit the revelation dance? Did you do it yet? What it has a levitate. Yeah, but he said if it crits, which you're flanking, then it hits. He I'm... was being nice to me because I did it dumb. No, I wasn't being nice. Oh, I think no. it made sense um, based yeah. on the situation. However, you're no longer flanking because this Rotom has its back against the wall. Um, I'm going to attack with Air Cutter. Okay. Um, in our format, there is no double resist, which is great. Just a single resist, but you're welcome to roll that attack. Uh, does a 10 hit its armor class? It does not, unfortunately. Cool. Um, as a bonus action, mm -hmm. I would like to helping hand. Great. That's perfect. Who do you helping hand? Gimli, what Pokemon do you have out? Trevor? Trevor. I'm a helping hand, Trevor. Love it. Uh, that's a D6, is it? Uh, may add one D6 to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw within the next 10 minutes. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Jessica lets off a blast of sharp air. Just does not impact uh, Rotom whatsoever. And then Jessica does a little groove. Claps her... her I, I want to say hands, but I don't. She claps her wings together, and Trevor feels slightly inspired. Pretty cool. If you got nothing else, then it's Elodie. There's another electronic in the room. If we could scare it out of one electronic into another, but I haven't gone too far with that thought. There seems to be activity in the rest of the building. Um, I would like to um, take a gander into the other room. If I could, like, investigate it. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, you can do that as your character action. You're more than welcome to do that. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to do that. Oh, sick. I got a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah. As you turn your head to the other room, you can see several dozen faces. Um, they are not of people, but some of them look pretty person like you can swear that there's like two or three of them that look like they're wearing necklaces. Um, just lots and lots of eyes looking in the room. They look mostly concerned. Some of them are grinning, but something tells you that that's just kind of where their face permanently is. And they're just peeking in the room as they notice you turn around. They vanish. Interesting. OK, so it appears that they only exist when we're not looking at them it also appears that they are friends of Rotom could potentially calm it down but I don't hmm try to beckon them back in we're gonna have to spin jump off of them we turn the lights <laughs> off that's what I was thinking is if we could turn the lights off then they might come back but I don't know if there's any lights in here first of all and second of all then it'd be harder to battle if we can't see I mean Oh, we might not have to battle if they're all friends and happy. True. So is just is there a light switch in here? Am I allowed to check that um, this turn or do I have to wait? Yeah, yeah, you probably found it with your perception. It is off. 
Um, the lights in the entire building and as well as most of the machinery is just flickering in a strobe like way. And you can deduce that this is probably because of Proton. Oh, OK. All right. So there's no way that like we could just turn them off besides turning off Rotom and that probably not an option right now. You can try. I guess that's true. I will not we ever stop again. you guys from trying. Yeah, it's just the uh, the consequences to that action last time were quite dire. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, no. <laughs> try again. See, if I can workshop a way to like do it in a way that is so smart, then that would be good. Insulated. Jessica's immune to electricity. True. And Excuse ground. Me? Uh, yeah, and ground. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, Jessica might be able to hit the button. True. Okay. Well, I will leave those thoughts with you all, and then I guess really the only logical action is to go for another dazzling gleam with cabbage. Okay. Christmas save. So yes. Um, that is a five, rolling very poorly. Awesome. Okay, so it's blinded again, right? Because mm-hmm. that was only blinded for one round. Yep. And then I roll 1d10. Uh. Ah. Uh, so that's four. Okay. It's damage is damage. Um, Cabbage confidently lets off another pixie-like blast of light. And once again, blinds Rotom. For some reason, this it's glasses that are created from this chunk of metal that's in aren't doing a very good job at protecting its eyes um it seems like it's having trouble seeing again i think that will do it for Elodie's turn uh then it's gimli so i have two schools of thought i can either attempt to wrangle it but that is like obviously provoking attack of opportunity in the same way as before or i can get it away from the wall by destroying the wall behind it Look at us gaming. I love the gaming. Keep it up. That's so yeah. good. As like me and me and Trevor, who now is inspired, by the way, can actually both go for using my brand spanking new passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for an attack against the wall behind Rotom, attempting to destroy it so it can no longer have its back against the wall. Go for it, dude. Sounds sick. Seems reasonable. Okay. So first Gimli strength roll. Wait, so, okay, describe that again, actually. It's back against the wall. It's blinded, right? But you're right. going to go behind it? Uh, Like, adjacent to it to destroy that wall that it's, like, anchored to. Okay. That you will provoke a disadvantaged attack of opportunity. It is blinded. But if you're mm-hmm. getting close to it, it's going to try to zap you. Sure. That makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to have you do your thing first, because I feel like you're going to be able to get that off no matter what. The question is if you... um get bopped if you roll a one you're not going to get it off all right i mean um, you have to roll high enough obviously i, I don't know why i'm saying no yeah, matter yeah, what because yeah. you could totally still not do it but i rolled like what is that it's really high like an 18 okay off of a nine because it might pass right 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 <laughs> so yeah i got i got an 18 for that roll against the damaging i'm assuming wall. you're using your pickaxe yes okay and is trevor doing the same uh trevor is doing the same okay with his yeah, I'm going to say he doesn't have a pickaxe, so I don't want to give him the same bonus like we're giving um, Cabbage the Baker's Dozen, but you can give him plus five. Oh, okay. Do I get athletics with that? Is he proficient? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. So it's basically the same. Okay. It's I don't, I don't think there's... Well, there's not a more proficient or appropriate skill, is there? Like, I don't think so. I don't no, think so either. It's, like, it's definitely just like a muscle in my way through it, so... Yeah. 12 yeah 
not great, yeah, but it's something. Okay. Yeah. Um, you definitely knock a chunk out of the wall behind you. Um, and you can, because of the flashing lights, you can peer inside. It looks like another pretty ordinary office. Rotom is kind of like picking up what you're putting down. Is going to go for two attacks of opportunity. One into Gimli. And it got a natural one. And one into Trevor. And it rolled a... F- I'm rolling so bad. A three. Okay. Yeah. Rotom tells that you're up to no good and fires off lightning bolts in all sorts of directions. They do not connect with um, you or your Pokemon friend, Trevor. Nicely yeah, so done. There's, a, there's an option for you there, Squids. <laughs> And get behind the wall now in the in that area to get a flank. Yeah, there's some broken wood beams and some insulation strewn about. And then on the other side of the hole, there's another room. It's Rotom's turn. Rotom is blinded. Rotom is going to blindly fire off a flash cannon, aiming for Trevor, because Trevor is right next to him. Let's see what happens. First roll was a 20, dirty 20. The other one was a three. So, um... Rotom channels a bunch of metal energy into a clump and fires it off at a direction right towards Trevor. Um, Trevor manages to just duck out of the way. And then there's a very precise circular hole that goes straight through the far wall where the beam was. Good dodge. Um, Rotom is going to go. And then the lights go dark momentarily. And all you can all see. All the little eyes in the room start swirling around into the room that you're in. And a couple of them will try to disrupt and disorient you. Um, Cabbage gets hit with a little lick and takes four <laughs> damage as a spooky ghost licks her face. Let's see. Soli also is going to get hit with a little sucker punch and take six points of dark type damage. Jessica. Oh, these are good rolls. Okay, Jessica also takes a lick and takes four points of ghost-type damage. And Trevor. Trevor dodges. Something about Trevor, he's, he's, he's got another sense right now. He's, he's nimbly dodging. So, um, little, little spirits gather into the room. They attempt to disorient the party, and then Rotom turns the lights back on, back on, and they just completely vanish. They're just gone. That is Rotom's turn. Cindy. So Cindy has some berries, mm-hmm. and Cindy knows what berries do. That's true. Does Cindy have a berry that heals Pokemon? What berries do you have? Uh, Orin and cherry. Yep, Orin restores HP. Cool. Casoli uh, has six HP. Okay, you can totally feed that so, to um to Soli. I'm gonna give one Orin berry to. Mm-hmm. Do you have a bonus when administering berries? Because I think you should if you don't. I'm give you I don't one. think I do. Okay. So um, an orange berry is typically 1d6 of healing. I want to do... Mm-hmm. What's your... We'll add your proficiency bonus. So 1d6 plus your level 5. So you have 4 proficiency or 3? I think you have 3. Okay. Uh, that's a 50% bonus. I think that's good. Uh, 5. 5 total? Yes. Okay. Solely restores 5 HP. And you may remove the orange berry. Yes. Soli is grateful. Soli looks at you and realizes you're injured. Kneels her uh, head down towards you for a pat. Are you going to pat? Pat, pat. Pat, pat. Kitty, kitty. Soli loves it. Um, is Soli going to make an attack as well? Uh, let's go with another flamethrower. Okay. Um, deck save. That's a natural nine. 
Okay. Roll your damage. Is it still super effective? It is. You're going to double whatever your dice is. It was 14 for the check, right? Yeah. Uh, So that's a a, a double burnt. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't really do that, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Okay, we got 24 damage this time. Excellent. Plus five. Plus five. So 29. Okay. Damage. And it burned again. (laughs) Um, To avoid using the term bloodied in the Pokemon world, because this thing doesn't have blood, it is at red HP. Um, Rotom (laughs) is not doing well, and some of the light panels on it are like flickering. Nice hit. Another brilliant flamethrower from Soli. Soli is pretty powerful. Soli might win in a 1v1 against anyone else in the party. Maybe not Trevor just because of the type advantage, but if they were typeless, who knows? Soli's looking pretty good. Is that an invitation for infighting between us? You, y'all are more than welcome. There might be no better way to grind <laughs> than doing that. If you're like, man, we're weak, consider it. Um, Schmidt. I'm going to use my ground type Pokemon. Okay. That has a super effective hit against a fire Pokemon. A fire? Um, yeah, like if we were infighting. Oh. Just saying. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, You're not um, describing your action. You're just saying in the future. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, you were describing yeah, yeah. your turn. I was like, wait, you're attacking solely right now? I'm just saying, don't try it. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to flank and we're going to revelation dance. Okay. Um, I guess it's a stealth. With advantage because they're blinded. Uh, Roll anything, oh, but like really a good. five, four, four or lower. Um, I rolled a five and a 15. Okay, yeah, 15. You That's got before it. Before my modifier. Yeah, so. you're, uh, you're fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Jesus, um, a lot of dice now. Okay. As Rotom? Oh, no, you're flanking. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. so it's an automatic 24. Okay. And then... Oh, those are two tens. 20. Okay. 24. Do you care to describe how Jessica knocks out Rotom? Um... I got nothing. I'm tired. That's fine. Does anyone else have any inspiration? Any ideas? <laughs> What you picture in your mind's eye? I'm sick. Picture the dad. Uh, oh my god, full on earth bending, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Jessica does the full earth bending <laughs> dance jig, a hole opens up <laughs> into the spot. Just no, like I'm thinking it, like it makes a hill underneath it, and then it does a flip in the air. Oh, true, 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 true. The only thing in my head is like Mario's down smash. You know where you like break dance a little bit? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Knocks yeah. <laughs> over the server. Yeah, no, that's great. That's cool. Um, yeah, Jessica displays what could be compared to earth bending, but maybe a little more fluid, a little less rigid. Chunks of earth displace Rotom's server body. Um, all the lights turn off except for one dimly lit in the room, and Rotom falls out of this mechanical server. Um, initiative is over. Rotom looks around at you and looks scared and timid and is, looks like it's pleading. Um, with the dim light, you can see all around you, everywhere in the room, there's 30 or so spectral-looking Pokemon that are slightly phased into existence that are looking at Rotom with concern. Are you okay, friend? Roll a Pokemon handling. 11. Um, Rotom is just scared of you. Can I do the old half-cabbage kindly approach it sure. and talk to it yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> okay uh roll that oh nat 20 oh my gosh 
what would cabbage say? Like in like in, as if it <laughs> in English, what would cabbage be yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably just something along the lines of like, "Oh, we didn't mean to hurt you." I meant to hurt you. <laughs> um, cabbage does not speak for Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, cabbage does not speak for Schmidt. Um, Hashtag not my cabbage. We just came down here to turn the power back on. We're not. We don't intend to hurt you any further. Further? I don't know. Any further? I don't know what else to say. Um. Uh, Rotom seems to understand. Cabbage making her bloops and blorps. Rotom seems to be eased a little bit. Rotom looks at all of you kind of warily and then floats over to the TV that is mounted against the wall. All of the ghost type Pokemon that are in the room, uh, some of them are familiar. Uh, one Schmidt recognizes as a Mistrevis. Um, There is one that you're all very familiar with that is Ghastly. There's a whole bunch of ghost types in here. And as Rotom enters the TV, there's a bunch of static on it. And then, after a brief moment, it cuts to a shoddily recorded-looking newscast. Do you decide to listen to it? Absolutely. Yes. So, there is a female reporter who is at the foot of a mountain. And at the bottom of the mountain, there is like a concrete or stone or some sort of archway. And the quality is super, super low. But you hear her, she has a microphone, she says, There's been a great deal of distress at Mount Pyre. At approximately 7 p.m. last night, five large, ominous flying structures apparated from the sky and began to circle around the peak of Mount Pyre. Eyewitness reports detail mysterious beams of dark light ensnaring the resident wild ghost types that make Mount Pyre their home. If we examine the zoom camera... And then there's a camera that zooms in on a figure on top of the mountain. We can see an unidentified figure at the summit guarding the mausoleum. We have sources that suggest this mysterious figure is none other than Phoebe of the Elite Four. We've been unable to identify the operators of the massive blimp-like vessels, nor do we understand their intentions. We'll be reporting updates as it develops. With Model TV, I'm Gabby, field reporter. And then the recording starts to loop. As it loops, the Rotom seems to manipulate the recording and zooms into the side of the mountain. There you can see a tiny little spark of yellow going into a tunnel. And behind it, 30 or so black-purplish blobs. They seem to be escaping the chaos on the, on the top. Oh! That, that was... Th- these guys, I'm guessing. Rotom phases out of the TV, and the lights in the immediate area seem to be restored to normal. And he kind of looks at everyone with his little zappy arms, like, do you understand? No. Yes. Yes. Um, Rotom makes some zap-zap sounds towards Cabbage. Um, have Cabbage make a, just a general intelligence check. Okay. There. <laughs> Five. Cabbage doesn't really know what's going on, and Rotom looks, like, confused and scared and a little frustrated. Um, and zips out of the room and jumps into the electrode exploded generator. You can hear the fan whirring and like kind of coughing up smoke and it's sputtering. It seems like it's not working properly. And at the sound of this, a bunch of the ghosts float over and they pick up mechanical parts 
and they are gradually piecing together this generator and they're trying to get it to work. Um, oh. They're not having much success. Does anyone want to do anything about it? Do they seem to know what they're doing? So that way, like, if we helped, like, they would know what to do. It is pretty evident that they're trying to get this thing to work. Like, if, like, one of them is, like, struggling to lift something, could one of us go over and, like, lift it for them? Yeah, you all witness a ghastly that's just staring at a metal beam. And just looking <laughs> like it can't really do anything about it. <laughs> I joined the ghastly in staring at the metal beam. <laughs> I joined up the metal beam. <laughs> okay, you do that. Ghastly is reassured by Schmidt's camaraderie and then is excited that Gimli is willing to help. Um, Ghastly kind of gestures his tongue in a direction to where, like, it seems like this piece was blown off by the electrode explosion. Do you fit it in? Uh, yeah, attempt to. Yeah. Okay, you do that. Cool. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, is there any thing that I can help with that's not quite so heavy? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you find like a little uh, a sprocket on the ground um, that a mischievous is interacting with trying to scoop it up with her necklace, but she can't quite get it to work. Okay. I'll like pick it up and be like, where do I put this? Okay. I should have made Gimli roll a strength check and I want to make you roll a dexterity check. Could you retroactively make a strength check to him for picking that up? 21. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, What's your dex? Uh, I got a dirty 20. Great. Yeah. You insert the sprocket into like this little slot where it seems like it would fit. After helping out, it looks like this generator is fully up and running and all of the lights in this space seem to be working, seem to be active. Nice. Yay. Thank you, guys. They kind of give you uh, a solemn, solemn nod. And Rotom, let's see, gives Cindy a little cloth piece of paper with a symbol engraved on it. Yes. Okay, you do that. It's like I a little piece of paper. Is. You can uh, incite it or investigate it or whatever you want. I I will incite it. Okay. Nat uh, twenty. Nat twenty. Um, it seems like this was once just an ordinary like piece of paper. It, it seems like it has an age to it. It also seems like it has a purpose. It feels like you could attach it to something. Um, I'll describe the pattern of it for everyone and for the listeners. Um, It is a rectangular sheet of cloth paper. There is a design that kind of looks like mountain peaks and then two concentric circles. The innermost circle is red. It is overall gray in color and the symbols are done in white. It does. It does look familiar Uh, to me, Grace. Yes, to uh, to Garvey, it looks familiar. To Garvey. I don't think I don't think Elodie has any idea what it is. Okay, it looks familiar, but like I can't place it. Can I roll history? Sure. I feel like that's something Schmidt would know. Yeah, actually, potentially. I feel like he's got from where he lives. He's got spookies to the north and to the east of him. It's true. He could totally know what this is. Uh, I'm proficient in history, so that's just a plus five on history. Yeah, which makes it a dirty twenty. So. Yeah. You, based on your life and the people that you know, in one of those being gym leader Morty of Ecruteek City, you recognize this as a spell tag. And it is similar to the type that has been crafted in Johto. Cool. That's a spell tag. Okay. And? 
You are aware from your history that it has a history of being used to ward off evil spirits, but it also tends to have an effect on certain types of Pokemon. Um, Rotom, Probably our ghosty friends. Yeah. Rotom and all of his ghosty friends around him kind of um, look at you with uh, hope and understanding, perhaps. And next their home. Yeah. More or less. And you're welcome to depart with them if you wish, or if you wish to interact with them more, you're also welcome to do that. Uh before we leave, um I'm just gonna ask them. So the lady in the video, Phoebe, do you all know her? Just to see if they recognize the name. Yeah, I'm gonna see if they understand you. Okay, most of them have no clue what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Fair. There is a single Pokemon, perhaps the smallest ghost. It strangely resembles a doll. It kind of struts up to you and nods. Oh, okay. Um, it's looking at you expectantly. <laughs> I don't know if you want to stay here with your friends, but if you'd like, I guess we can... I mean, we're going to Mount Pyre, and if she's still there, then you can come with us. Um, I'm going to roll a thing. Are we going to Mount Pyre? At some point, right? At some point, that was the goal. I thought we were going to Jagged Pass. Well, that's by Mount Pyre, yeah, is it not? Pyre. We have no. switched up the oh, mountains. Mount Pyre. Yeah. Because so it was a volcano, say? and Mount Pyre is the ghost one that's like right under Lily Cove. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Okay. Never What's mind. the name of the okay. volcano mountain? Um, the place where the lava cookie lady is. Mount Chimney. Chimney, that's right. Mount Pyre is south of Lily Cove. Yeah. Never mind. I got my mountains mixed up. Well, do you want to roll deception as if you're lying? Or no. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Um, well, now we're going at some point. <laughs> Sorry. I'm picking up side quests. This little spooky ghost. We already have too much shit to do. This little spooky ghost um, understands you and turns around, looks back at its friends, and then walks back over towards its friends and kind of like okay. stands by Rotom, who seems to be the leader or like the one who got them out of a bad situation. Fair. Cool. I have not picked up an extra side quest. Eventually. Cool. Let me good. say that Mime Jr. has been present for this entire thing and has just been sitting silently. As he does. All right. So he didn't help us at all. All right. I'm seeing I'm starting to see Schmidt's point of view. <laughs> technically, you don't know what he, he was doing. Here. But I guess, yeah, technically, we didn't watch him the whole time. He didn't participate in initiative. So there's that. Mm hmm. He's probably making friends with the ghosties. No, he wasn't. We don't know. <laughs> then what was he doing? I promise you, he's a spy from Hoopa. Right. Dope. Do you all decide to exit, or do you continue to mess around? Um, I mean, I think we adequately repaired the place, right? Power's back on. Good to go. Yeah, I'm good to go. Yep. Yep. Okay, you do that. You turn back away... The, from from whence you came to exit the facility. Um, as you're leaving, Schmidt, can I get a perception? <laughs> Again? Yeah. 
I love giving you these. Boy, do I love failing them, except this time, because I got a nat 20. Let's go. Um, From, like, cracks in the walls and from, like, panels in the ceiling, you can see um, a few different Pokemon appearing. They're not, like, volatile or trying to scrap, but um, they seem to, now that all the lights are back on, they feel at home. One of which you recognize as a Jotoan, which is a Magnemite starts floating around it's got an eye on you and you hear it and it continues floating in the hallway um you see a something you don't recognize it looks kind of like a little mammal with wings it's like black and yellow and white and it's leaping from cabinet to cabinet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i see so it's like it's it's leaping like it's like it's flying right yeah perhaps like um like it's a bird I wouldn't describe it as a bird. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a bird because that is my MO. So uh, here we go, new bird friend. And then I just huck up the uh, premiere ball at it. Okay. I need to, I didn't think you'd do this. So I actually need to look at the catch DC real quick. <laughs> you don't think he would try to catch baby Zapdos? How dare you? You know, I didn't yeah, really Zapdos it. and Landris. <laughs> Yeah, he needs his budget. Oh no, it's thunderous! It's okay. Landers and thunderous. <laughs> yeah, you, you have your budget genie team over here. Okay, hold on. And then I guess Quacko is what? What, what, what kind of what kind of ball are you throwing? The premiere. Premiere. Okay. Um. I, yeah. Roll. This is going to be really hard. Yeah. Roll a d twenty. Well, it's like a sneak attack. Roll. <laughs> Okay, roll a d20, add your proficiency, add your Pokemon handling, and add your dexterity modifier. It's still going to be really high, but I want to give you an edge here, because this is a sneak attack. Okay. Just like, here we go! That's <laughs> <laughs> a bird, that's a new friend. A new friend. Um, I am proficient in animal handling. Total plus seven. Yeah, it's still going to be really hard, but you got a 17 total? Yeah. Okay, you throw the ball, and it captures Emolga. It shakes once, and it shakes once, and the ball breaks open, and this little flying squirrel turns around and sees you and goes, Bleep! What if, just what if, mm-hmm. we did it again? Right, yeah. I won't give you as many bonuses, because it knows what's going on. But you can totally try again. Okay. I have a fortree ball, right? Uh, yeah, I, I believe you... that yet? No, you didn't. Cool. I'll hawk that one. See how it does. Okay, roll your d20. Add your Pokemon handling. And a secret modifier, I'm not telling you. 18. 18, cool. You you throw your Fortree Ball. Its color scheme is reminiscent of Fortree City. It kind of has a design that looks like it's trees surrounded by a fresh blue sky. You throw the Pokeball. It captures Emolga. It shakes once. Shakes twice. And it clinks shut. You caught yourself an Emolga. Nicely done. Budget Thunderous. Uh, how many Pokemon do you have on you? Um, How technical do you want to get? Just give me all of them, regardless of... Uh, I have Quacko, Patricia, Jessica. Or no, I don't have Patricia on me. Patricia's at the gym. Patricia's at the gym. Okay. Emolga joins the party. With that being said, do you just exit? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You walk out of New Mauville, and for some reason, you can just feel like there are more lights on in general. It is kind of early evening now, and it looks like parts of Slateport and Mauville are a little bit brighter than they used to be. Um, you find yourself standing at the shore, and uh, Gimli, roll a perception. Okay. Uh, I got a 21. You hear the sound of whimpering from behind the entrance. Hmm. Doggy. Should we check on the doggy? Yeah, check on doggy. I'm on favor of checking on doggy. Doggy, hello? Doggy, uh, are you good? Uh, roll either a stealth or a Pokemon handling, depending on how you're going about it. <laughs> I think we're pretty aggressive about it. We're not really sneaking up on doggy. <laughs> 11? This dog is terrified of you all. Okay. You basically almost I, killed this dog. So okay, yeah, I scowl at the dog uh-huh. and I say, "If I see you bullying anyone else, I'll do it again." The dog recognizes Schmidt the most and just runs into the water. No, it, cool. it's trying to swim away, but it like really doesn't like the water. No, <laughs> doggy, no, let us take you back. Um, it's just kind of paddling and panting and crying. Sydney. <laughs> Talk to the ducky. Um, I mean, are we committed to like keeping this duck? Because I can send out Mudkip to help it swim back. I don't know. You don't have to do anything. It's just what you want. I to don't. Do. I know. I just. I feel bad for the dog. Why? It was bullying a shuckle. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you yeeted don't it. Bully. <laughs> I mean, does it look like it's like seriously struggling, or it's like? Like, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll survive if you leave it to its own devices, but it really doesn't like you guys. Okay, that's fine. Then I'd, I wouldn't torture it anymore by interacting with it more. So here you are on a little island that leads to a basement where there's a power plant. Um, it's about 7 p.m. Hey, Mom Junior, you want to do this boat thing again? Time for boat. Um, roll a Pokemon handling. This is to see if Mime Jr. understands your request. Eleven. Uh, Mime Jr. notices you're talking to him. He just looks at you and smiles. Boat. Um. Boat. I think with this communication, this would be a good place to stop because this is funny. Yeah. Okay. Bastard. <laughs> By the way, Grace is gaming right now. I'm gaming. I'm First thinking off, hard. There's this thing. Second off, this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, now that I have the floor, I'm going to express. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Let's keep it up. Okay, cool.